Answers. We're back. We're back. Episode four. We're back. Answers. We're back. Let's not talk. Free man, free man, free man. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get that one crack. <laughs> oh yeah. Answers. Hey and hello and hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's officially no need for us to get an actual theme song. I just want oh, to. Oh yeah. yeah, just yeah. freestyle every episode. Every time. You don't. Yeah, you don't mess with perfection. Not after <laughs> the fourth go. Not after the fourth go. <laughs> Hello and hi to all you pillow princesses and whiskey dicks. Welcome to Mansers, a podcast brought to you by two toxic machismos and one yes, person sir. we promise who actually gives a shit. We are the Toxic Podcast for a Better Tomorrow. And who are we individually? Let me introduce you. She says if you ain't packing, you can't get it smacking. But she also has a huge heart and is rooting for you and has nothing but upstanding, all redeemable qualities. Her name is Miss CTG. How are you today? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm excited that I received such a glowing introduction this week. I feel like it almost makes up for the one that almost got me canceled last week. So the reviews I'm are good. in. The people love Miss CTG. You're you're <laughs> oh, yeah. recognizable. Oh yeah. Appreciate that. Love y'all back. He refuses to get up for women on the subway, but he also won't let you call him a fucking bitch. Is <laughs> welcome to the show. Oh man, just so happy to be here. Honestly, uh, you move your feet, you lose your seat. Sorry. <laughs> well, speaking of moving feet, I have no problem crossing ladies' ankles and squeezing their thighs, but now I'm switch hitting to a strap on and we'll send Yo. you stock photo dick pics to keep it interesting. My name is B Tide, and we are your hosts of Mansers. Mansers, because Mansers. when it comes to your problems in love and life, there's a perfect mansplanation for that. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> that was beautiful, B-Zot. Honestly, I love you. <laughs> I mean, you next know. level. Next level. You this is you. I feel like people don't understand how much work goes into just that intro alone. It's a lot of detail, <laughs> a lot of memory and recall. Exactly. But we bridge it back to each episode. And, you know, I put my heart in the intro. I, I appreciate it. I want you to know your efforts are not unnoticed and are no, highly appreciated. Not, not in the least. And honestly, beautiful. Thank you. You are beautiful. Thank you. I feel beautiful. Those I feel stock beautiful photos today. are going to be amazing. You know, whoever, every week you send it, or every time she asks, you just send a, a random different pic of a dick. But whatever Google images, B Todd's black dick pic. Just <laughs> just, consider bro. yourself lucky. But Steve Todd, what you have to remember is that it's not a stock photo. It was like you need to put oh, it on your own leg, okay? Like I need to see. <laughs> right, right. I just need to take glory shots of my my switch hitter dildo from the fanny pack. I'm still big on the fanny pack idea. I just like whipping it out and having it already. It seems like a much faster way to do it. Or you could just springboard your own. Just have it. Just wear it all the time. I mean, I don't really like, see. Yeah, you're playing I don't basketball see and you got your strap on, on <laughs> right? And you guarding somebody and they're like, yo, yo, what's up? And then you're like, yo, your rubber dick is coming out the bottom of them shorts, boy. You gotta. Oh, if, you, if you block somebody's shot, do you give them the Matumbo no, no, no with the dildo? Yeah, like, you have no, to. No, no. You have to. That's huge, floppy. And just, just when you want to make it really weird, when you say good game, 
You slap him on the ass with that. You slap him on the ass with that rubber cock. Oh my god! See, I thought I was gonna be able to share this week's episode with people. Already, I cannot. Already, it's a no, no. Just tell them to fast forward the first five minutes. Uh-huh. Well, they don't want to we'll miss the see. intro. We'll they see. don't want to miss the intro. <laughs> this hey is... guys, I got a a, a quick uh, a, a quick question for you. Okay. Sure. Are are accents racist? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Accents. Are they racist here? And here's here's where I'm going with this, okay? Please. Yeah, so I refamiliarized myself with uh, the American film institution known as Norbit. Uh, yeah. From the great Eddie Murphy. And okay. uh, it's the first time I think I've ever come across uh, I don't I don't I don't even know if you would call it Asian face, yellow face. Oh, yeah, it was definitely Eddie Murphy. Face played Wong for a good chunk of that movie. It was definitely yellow face. And oh, uh, wow. yeah, yeah, he did. And oh. so it got me thinking, right? Certainly when it comes to voice acting and characters, right? There have been a multitude of actors who have played other races. Some of them have been shut down, right? Like Hank Azaria from The Simpsons no longer is playing Apu uh, from the longstanding Simpsons series. That's yeah. been cancel culture. But you know, there are also some things that do toe the line and kind of are acceptable or still tolerated as uh, as funny. So I just kind of want to find out where the line is, you know? When is it okay to do I, an I accent? Found, to, I found to, it weird when that started happening because I think they did the same thing for, like, Family Guy uh, because oh yeah, the guy Cleveland that plays Cleveland like Brown, Cleveland he's a white, white guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but who didn't know that from the very beginning of listening to Cleveland? I didn't. Oh, oh okay. I didn't know. I, uh... I, it doesn't bother me in the least. You know, some things, when things are done to hurt somebody or to hurt a race, that's when I go, okay, nah, I can't fuck with that. But, like, there are there are a lot of Indian people that work at 7-Eleven. That's not, I'm, <laughs> it just happens to be that way. And I don't think, so, you know. Well, we're not talking about them. We're talking about if you do an accent. Yeah, but were, but were, they, up in, were, them to tell their were they up in, were they up in arms about it? Or did another white person go after defend these brown people by getting no, mad they felt this. the type of way there was a whole um Where's it really? documentary about uh what was fuck what was that called i you know I, y'all don't y'all know i don't know details but yeah, there details. was somebody who did a documentary about the whole apu thing and then like how um brown people i think they were specific specifically focusing on uh indians but let's just say brown asian americans um sure. or asian uh, uh, <laughs> were depicted in uh, uh, across um, media. Is it racist to do an Asian impression or accent? I mean, like the impression <laughs> it itself. Can I feel like not. Uh, see, off I just love top, that this is not mm-hmm. not off top. I think making doing an impression is not racist, but I think it's it's what comes with it, right? It's like what stereotypes are you perpetuating? What um, like are you dehumanizing them? Are you yeah, making fair. them all a monolith when that's not really the case? Then 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 it becomes like a thing because it be you know it, it but. It's touchy. It's touch and go. I can't even. Samurai hold. Jack is another one. Another That's Asian black character dude. played by legendary That's a dude from Mad TV, voice right? actor Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing for me is that like remember uh, Short Circuit. Yeah. The movie Short Circuit Johnny Five. Everybody thought that that guy was Indian. That's a white dude. Oh yeah. That that guy that plays so like in that instance, I, I don't even know if it's racist. I know that it is a 
I think that is an overuse of privilege to be able to be white and be afforded the opportunity to play a character of color. Yeah. Right? What, when you look at Charlize something like Theron? that. Didn't yeah, she, she did the, the, the ancient one, was it? Uh, or was that Scarlet? Which one was it? I don't know. that Scarlet Johansson, I think she almost tried to do it. She tried to do it, I think. Yeah. Well, Scarlett Johansson was um, Ghost in the Shell, so that was a That's problem. The they they yeah. spazzed on that. But right. yeah. in those instances, and I don't know that it's... It is, is it because Hollywood in itself, just they see what they want and they, they think that all white people will play everything? How many of those Egyptian movies have full white cast? As had, uh, was it Gerard, Gerard Butler or something like that played an yeah, Egyptian god? Yeah, the Greek god? gods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gerard Butler played an Egyptian guy. Where is he from? Like New Zealand or something? <laughs> no, he's Scottish, I believe. Yeah. Even, even yeah. worse. Even uh, worse. Whoa. <laughs> the melanin deficiency is strong when you get that far north of the equator. Yeah. it's So it's awkward. I just think that it's an overuse of privilege uh, to be able to be afforded the opportunity to play a character outside of your own, uh, I don't want to say race because we're all one race, but ethnic background. Do you guys have that one white friend who just like whenever he tells a story about anybody, he automatically goes into a voice impression of them? You're my only white friend. I'm not going <laughs> to say you. they Thank go you. into the voice impression, but I will get hit with the girl, you know, bye, Felicia, like that sort of shit. And I'm just like, yeah. Is, is it necessary? <laughs> so that, if I could tell a short story, because I almost, <laughs> I almost spazzed on somebody. I spazzed on somebody for that, and I don't. I generally don't get into it with women, uh, because I just don't think that is any man's place to get that riled up in terms of like just having an argument and almost getting physical, especially with a woman. Just walk away. But there was a young lady I used to work with, and she was white, maybe Italian, but she would just like over the top with her I grew up in the Bronx so this is how I talk and I was like well guess what I grew up in the Bronx and I don't speak that way so hey yo what up boys what's up what's popping but yo white and I'd stop oh, her. She's I said, right exactly <clears throat> and I stopped her once and I said yo don't talk to me like that I don't speak that way and I and, and it just sounds like you're making a caricature of black culture and it's really irritating to me oh but that's how I was raised now I mean but but it isn't how you behave you're doing this just when you talk to me. So I need you to stop. I tell her that twice. The third time when she was talking to someone else, oh, your boys is over here. Yeah, blood, but Yo, didn't I fucking tell you not to talk to me like that? Now, if I take your head off, am I wrong? And uh, just because, again, I felt that it was an overuse and it was just a caricature. Like, you think that this is how black people act. So that's why you're presenting yourself as such, because you don't always speak this way. And it's not like a code switch. I know how to code switch. I speak like this, and I say nigga in this type of confident voice, and I could go back and just speak, you know, 50 Cent to Socrates. That's where my layover is. I'm this broad with my abilities. Wow. But I never change. 50 Sock. I never change. So for someone to be like, hey, yeah, yeah, so what, what up, son? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Who talks like that? Yeah. What about little Chetty Hanks when he goes into his little Jamaican vibe? <laughs> Don't I've the never, people love that? I, I've never, I've never seen a video of that. World Star goes crazy for it. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it is hilarious simultaneously. Like, do you it's, remember? It's out of pocket, but it's funny as hell. Do you remember the Super Bowl commercial from year, like, let's call it 10, 15 years ago when there was that Volkswagen commercial and it was an office full of white people and they were all talking in Jamaican accents? And to go on vacation was, or something? Something like that. And then there was a huge uproar about it after the commercial, right? And they were talking about, well, like, after the Super Bowl, we may have to pull it. But then 
the commercial like stood its ground and said, no, we had Jamaican dialect coaches on set and this was approved. And people from Jamaica were like, we love it. Like it, it, it glorifies our island. Yeah, it's just I an think, interesting subject to me because I, I can't. It, I'll yeah. say this. I find it interesting when people get offended on other people's behalf because it's like, have a seat, right? Like if we're offended, we will say something. Right. Um, don't, be so so woke that you are out here trying to protect folks who didn't ask for it, right? Because not every because by you claiming it to be offensive, you're now changing the intention behind whatever it is. Because we still have to remember that art is always in some capacity imitation of life, right? Mm. And so when you like we have bigger shit to worry about than if you put on fucking Jamaican accents. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is never going to be the thing that is oppressive. Like it's stupid. It really is more of a reflection on you than it is on us. So it's not like we don't need a movement to be protected from people putting on piss poor Jamaican accents. You know what I'm like? That's, that's not Hi, Do something better. That's, that's what I'm, I'm going to be complete on that. <laughs> That's what I Awesome. Well, thank you. That was just my quick question. I appreciate you guys <laughs> indulging in it. <clears throat> it's a good yeah, question. It was. Interesting. Good icebreaker. <laughs> shall we uh shall we get into some mantering? Oh man, let's ask some questions and then let's manter them. <laughs> okay. Let's do. It's- I can't wait until people start sending in questions because that's gonna be even more hilarious. Oh, yeah. absolutely. If you're listening to this right now. Do that. It doesn't even have to be relevant to you. Just send in a friggin' question you want us to discuss. Do that. Do that. <laughs> Do it. You All know right. who you are. Just stop thinking about it in your head and go over to Instagram at Mansers Pod and mail us your your stupid question. Mail it from Instagram. Well, it's a message. <laughs> message DM at PO Box. <laughs> <laughs> It's still called email, but I guess, okay. you know. All, all right. right. All right. It's okay. Right. It's okay, okay to be wrong. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. I'm popping the door and I'm tucking rolling out. I'm tucking rolling. <laughs> so the first question uh, is, can a relationship survive after someone has cheated? Mm-hmm. Now, we preface this by saying that dude, the person who got cheated on goes, all right, let's give this another shot. Can it actually work, though? Yeah, if you're stupid enough to stick around. Oh. I mean, you can make anything work if you're just willing to be just stupid as hell and just be ignorant and just, well, I'm sure it won't happen again. Yeah. I didn't you even make think that your work. answer was that harsh, but Miss CTG's initial reaction is quite. Well, I think you're going to come with that. That's a... Look. Well, you're speaking All, from the male perspective, so. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm feeling rather toxic today after this mm-hmm. energy drink, I, which I won't name because they're not a paid sponsor, but they could hey, be. Not like goblets, goblets, and goblets. Goblets, 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 goblets. I would gladly pour it into my goblets. always get the shout out. <laughs> uh, but you think that is stupid, B-Top? I'm half and half. Like, I think, yes, relationships can survive cheating, there's a whole lot that you have to overcome to get back to that, though. And sometimes I just feel like the person who got cheated on is coming from a place of insecurity and they're just heartbroken and they just think they're never going to have it any better. And like that's that's where it gets kind of sad to me. And I want to you know tell you, like, 
you know, pick your chin up and like have some value for your fucking self and go find you someone who's not going to. Now, very first or second episode we talked about is monogamy dead. So at the same time, though, if I don't think if you want to step out on a relationship and then you guys should have an honest conversation before it gets that once you cheat on someone, that's a malicious secretive act. Right. I mean, like. I just I think if you want to stick around that it's up to you, God bless. You want to pray your way through it. God bless. But um, no, I'm probably not sticking around. <laughs> if it's like if you if it's if we're on a break, then we can go to pound town and whatever zip code we please. You know what I mean? But cheating Poundtown. while you're in a relationship. I mean, go be stupid if you want to. I guess now, I'll have a heart like for you. A one-off cheat, like it was like, oh, yeah, you got drunk and it was an accident, or is this like you have a whole ass? You don't even have to what be is drunk. An accidental just, cheat. So, uh, you could be, you could be, you could be super wasted and kiss somebody. Is cheat kissing is cheating? Yeah. Really? You, so I look at it as like this: <laughs> Would you would you be okay with your I get paid to kiss other people on screen? Is that cheating? But I don't. But I. But it's a job that somebody already knew that you were doing before you get in. If you're in a relationship, nobody knows that. You, nobody's expecting you to just be out there kissing random people. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I to okay. me, cheating is anything that would bother you if your significant other did it to you. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Right. So that's a fair kissing definition. may not seem like a significant thing. But if your significant other did it to someone else while they're while they're with you and you didn't know about it, it would bother you. So that's why I ca- I count kissing as cheating. Okay, kissing fair. we could withstand. That's a conversation, and that's a no, 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 and that's where that lies. But if you have kids, though, now if you have kids with that person, that's a different conversation to me. I feel almost there. What? Is that yeah, the so cheating? If you, if you cheat, yeah. And make a if you cheat on someone, but okay. you guys have kids, you have a family together. I do feel like in, uh, a marriage can deserve a little bit more of a of an effort to come back to the table and revisit those things. But that's just because like marriage is a very big deal. At least it is to me. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, I've never been married, so, but I guess I the idea of marriage would be important to me. And um, if we definitely have kids, like not trying to break up the family. I want to try and save the family as much as possible. If that's, if that's what the goal is, because I think kids with both parents would stand to serve better. Um, unless they, you know, both parents just fucking hate each other and they're just going to keep doing it. Well, Miss CTG, what do you think? Yeah. So, um, I think survive. Can the relationship survive? Definitely has, uh, some context right because like Todd said like B Todd said you can definitely say yeah I'm gonna stick through it and we'll work it out as the one who was cheated on and um still be together but be miserable as fuck because you no longer trust the person like you know there's there's it's been there's been a breakdown and especially if the person doesn't do the work to try to restore whatever connection whatever trust was there before um on the so so it's like yeah it can survive but is that really a good relationship you know so the answer is yes but not really now like to, but like on the marriage front you know hopefully in that 
scenario, you make an, an effort to actually really reestablish the connection because of the lifelong commitment you've made to each other, or you have a conversation about opening up your relationship and, and exploring polyamory because you want to go explore some shit, quite frankly. But yeah. is that a conversation for another day? Perhaps, you know, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, cheating to me is just so stupid because in this day and age, I feel like there are so many like sexually fluid people so that you why not just have a conversation first like look we're doing well but to be honest like i just kind of want to go have a hall pass or i just want to kind of go explore something else it may end with cussing and fighting and you screaming and shit but damn what if you gotta say okay like what if they actually came to agreements and both partners came to a mutually agreed upon specific scenario where this is okay, right? Call it the fucking purge. I don't care. You know what I mean? And you just go nut all over town safely, but you have to wear a condom the whole time, right? Or maybe you got to get a snip snip because we can't have you going out and procreating all over Las Vegas and the outskirts of the mean, desert. Does it sound like he's given this a lot of thought? Is- I feel like he's actually sat down and wrote this down as a script. Building a resume. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's a pitch. There's a whole pitch deck involved here. It's definitely a pitch meeting. We just worked ourselves into. (laughs) Sold. I'm Table read for B-Todd's porno. I just feel like, especially when it comes to women, like women are so more expressive and uh, curious and like, we're just in a different day and age where it's like, why not just at least attempt a conversation before you go cheat? You may have, you may, you may converse your way right into a threesome. You know what I'm saying? With your with your other significantly. Hey, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe in threesomes. Uh, oh, well, they exist with, with with significant others. I don't oh. personally. Uh, they're great though. <laughs> if, if you haven't tried it, it's pretty cool. I do believe that you can survive after cheating. I think it takes a lot of trust and a lot. It takes a lot of building of trust, rebuilding of trust. Um, but I, I encourage it. If you're willing to try it, if you feel like this person made a mistake and they're actively ready to attempt to, you know, just re-engage the relationship, you, you can do it, but it takes so much. It takes a lot from the person that did the cheating to sit there and, and do right and understand that it is a slow moving process for you to get right back in the good graces of whomever you cheated on. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot from the person that got cheated on to really understand what forgiving and forgetting means. Right. Um, if you've ever been cheated on and you say, yeah, I want to do it again. That kind of means you have to got to let go of a little bit. Right. To hold something like that. A lot. I've been cheated yeah. on. So there's a lot you have to and let so, go of. But when you say, I want to, con- all right, listen, let's try it again. You can't also hold that cheating over that person constantly because that's not moving forward. Right. That's staying back in, the, in, in that area. And, you know, that can sometimes just make things way worse when we could have just stayed separate. Um, I just like the idea of people actually taking some time out to work things out. It doesn't, even if you don't get back together, it doesn't have hey because everybody people to cheat not everybody cheats for the same reason it's not always just like oh i need to go get sex me personally the reformed dickhead that i am i I had to go to therapy to figure out my shit and it was just like yo i I never cheated for it was not to build any satisfaction it was not ever to go oh i'm cheating because i need new pussy no i've had some terrible 
terrible sexual encounters <laughs> while cheating where I'm just like mid stroke, like, yeah, I could do better. <laughs> this, this is, this is not what it is. And even recognizing that I had better at home, but not until after I went to therapy that I realized, oh shit, I'm like, I'm really doing bad by people that care about me. And there's no fixing that. I've went, I've gone since to those people and apologized and let them know where I was at in that space. And even letting them know I was never going to be a good person for you, no matter what. Right. That's respectful. I was never going to be that guy for you at that point in my life. Maybe now, but at this time too, I also could recognize where I am as an adult, where you are. And I recognize you weren't all that great for me either. I just fucked up and cheated. But what is it? Go ahead. What does it take to rebuild trust after someone has stepped out? Because that's what everybody talks about. And like, how do you, how do you rebuild something that's, now going to be fragile. Like you, you know trust, what I'm saying? To, you me take trust, to me, it would be a trust in the love that you believe in. It's it not. To it's, me, that's what, to me. That's what as the cheater. Yeah, that's what you might to think. Me, but it, yeah, because I've, I've also never been cheated on as far as I know. Right. Like, honestly. As far as you know. In, in, like, in hindsight. <laughs> Women do it differently. Say, <laughs> in, in hindsight, there is no real rebuilding because what that really means is like I need to be able to basically be your um your your what is the word not security guard but what's the like your overseer like the only yeah. way that you start you feel any sort of security is like I need to know where you are at all times you need to check in you answer the phone and like that shit is miserable for both people right like as an adult you don't want somebody constantly checking up you checking up on you and your shit and as the other person it's like it is exhausting to always be on guard worrying about like oh are they doing this and let, let me verify this let me fact check this like that shit is exhausting in a relationship like that's why I feel like even if you try to make it work and you say we're going to forgive and forget and you say you're going to do all the things so I can trust you, like there's always the doubt in the back of the head. There's always that little nagging like, well, what if though? Because remember that one time when he did say that and he was doing this. And so it's like, honestly, like I think break up, like just clean break that shit and then give it a year. And if y'all still feel like you want to do, you feel the same, you want to come back together, then try to rebuild from that clean slate after both have done some work. But like, you can't just go from like, you cheated on me. I found out, oh, let's try to make it work. Right. It's, it's, it's not, it's not sustainable. When I was 24, I was in a really bad car accident and my shoulder got messed up and it had to be reattached with a, like a different ligament and all sorts of stuff doctor told me certifiably right you can use your shoulder but it will never be 100% again it may be 98% it may be 96% right like you'll be able to use and have most of the functions that you always had but it will never be 100% ever again right that's the way i look at that relationship like you can work muscles around it to tolerate it better mm-hmm. but that that trust once it's happened once sometimes people grow stronger and even go and even go better after i think people become more mature and they become better at compartmentalizing but i don't think that hurt goes away if you are violated i think you just tamp it down to keep a relationship together because you feel like the relationship is just worth more than being alone and having to start over with somebody else 
or maybe you value other aspects of the relationship and the connection. True. But, the, you know, that trust in their fidelity and in, in their word, I think, never quite um, restores itself. Like, I'm friends now with my ex, you know, who cheated on me and like, we're great friends. But there's always this element of like, I don't know that we could ever really, really, really revisit that fully because I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. So, and he, you know, he's a great guy, but it's still just like, I, uh, it's, mm, you know, we can keep it cash. Maybe that's about it. Also, it seems like it, it, it takes seemingly less to make a man cheat than it does a woman. Cause like, I feel like a woman has a, more tolerance or just more patience and like a woman's not going to step out unless she's gone through a laundry list of things that she's trying to do in my experience i don't is know is that what makes men cheat though like in top because i mean it seems like a lot of y'all be cheating on women who who like kiss the ground you walk on you know what i'm saying maybe not to that extent but like aren't really out here doing things that are fucking up like making that's you what i'm feel saying bad, it, so. i feel like for a guy it takes like really nothing to just be like ah fuck it, i'm gonna cheat yeah but we're, we're also not taught anything better we we're either coming from broken ass households yep. where, where we don't have any visual representation of what a successful relationship is even if we do we're not taught that we're supposed to have successful relationships we're we're, we're raised by the, the the pimp on the block and they go on tv uh poor moral standings and just the way that we even treat and, and treat our women. You're taught to treat your sisters and your mom good, but the chicks out in the streets, they just chicks out in the streets. Right. And what they can do for you is what they can do for you. Usually it's only physical. You, we're never taught. I can't speak for every man. I can't, I won't speak for b We're never taught. I'm never, I was never taught to even try to engage emotionally with anyone. You're not just never taught to engage emotionally to even have any type of relationship on an emotional level with anybody outside of my brothers and sisters in a form of protection. So how am I supposed to lead a successful relationship when I don't know how to do, I don't know how to be in a successful relationship. All right. I know is talk, have sex, keep them moving. You getting money from them? That, that's my father's main thing. Yo, man, don't be out here having sex with girls just for no reason. If you ain't getting no money, what's the point? <laughs> from them? So from, yeah. My you father, get listen, money from the women listen, that you my father, my, father, my father was a different man. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> my father was a different man. He very oh much believed. He very, very, very much believed that, you know, he's, he's born in the 50s. He a swagged out dude from Harlem. He, you know, old man, always wearing gaiters and slacks and silk shirts and shit, smelling good, no cologne, just oil. <laughs> you know? So he believed in a different aspect of like what it meant. Yeah, he he was gonna lead his household, but he was also gonna lead and at the same time, yo, this is what you gotta do. How can you lead if you dependent on the woman to provide never, for you? He never depended on the woman to provide for him. He but his he thing was that I'm sure. coming if if you're at if you want me to be a part of your life, like he like there was no there was never no women running in and out of our house. It was strictly my dad's gonna go out there and he's gonna get this money, he's gonna get that pussy. And that pussy's probably gonna give him money just because. Amazing. I can't even. My brain can't even. Oh, you don't know. This girl's out there. This girl's out there that that'll supply just just from the penis. And you don't even have to have a need. Will pay. Same thing as a sugar mama, right? A sugar baby. Sugar daddies. She's like, 
I'm getting paid this weekend. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to pay for some good dick. And then I'm going to have yeah. myself a nice, a nice little nice spinal wheel alignment. You know, so my reasons, like, it's it's bizarre, but my reasons for not cheating are probably not the healthiest because I formed, like, sort of like a a scar around trauma because cheating destroyed my family so much that I, when I was growing up, I decidedly made my mind I was never going to cheat because look at what this has done to my family more than once. You know what I mean? Like I've seen its impact and its devastation. So I just told myself I refuse to like ever cheat, but that was also become something of like a psychological obsession, I guess. And then I convinced myself that that was all it took to be in a healthy relationship again, because like is said, I was never taught a good relationship, especially from a male's perspective or how to be a man per se. So then I just go into, you know, a couple of my relationships as a young guy thinking all I have to do is not cheat and that's good. But you know, I, I'm sure I have a couple of exes who will tell you that, you know, I, I emotionally probably cheated on them or stepped out, you know, a little bit, I just didn't commit any physical acts, but that was an easy one. Like I don't have to, to touch you to kind of get what I need from elsewhere, I guess, but whatever. I go to therapy now. So suck it. Yeah. We figuring shit out now. Motherfuckers. Yeah. We healthy as a motherfucker around you. Well, go off then with your little non-toxic ass. <laughs> go off then. Date, I'm ready for the successful, great, emotionally and mentally standpoint that we have now. I feel so solid mentally. So, did we answer your question, Ed? Oh, absolutely. I don't ever think that there, I don't ever think that there's going to be a solid answer for this. It's just worth it's worth the discussion. I think. Uh, you know, when we come back to talking about the things that we learned today, we, we put points on uh, things that our listeners should be taking away from this. I didn't take no notes. Especially those one. toxic men out there. Mm. You're welcome, fellas. <laughs> come and get it. Take your vitamins. Let me get my notes together Vitamin right D. now. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so we answered mine. Uh, Miss CTG, what do you have? Okay, beautiful gentlemen and people listening. Mm. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Look at us. <laughs> thank you. We've really indubitably, yeah. indubitably. I say, I say, I say. Yeah, is it tea time? <laughs> okay, so do do do. There is a fella that I follow. Um, his oh, name is uh, Rakim Seku. No, oh. no, not the leprechaun. He, um, he and his wife do. Um, they lead this community on um, how to do polyamory correctly, basically, oh. and, and other things like emotional well-being, blah blah blah. But anyway, so he had this post the other day, and I'm reading it again so that we all can talk about it. I'm a firm believer in the 90-day rule. I believe we should fuck really strong for the first 90 days of the relationship, and then after that, decide if there's anything deeper to build upon. If not, we keep fucking strong. If so, we talk about commitment and structure. And 
I was like, wow, is he a genius or is he ridiculous? <laughs> Those are the good ones. <laughs> so, so you're following my, my father's reincarnation out here. <laughs> okay. I see you pops coming back with a vengeance. Because you see, it's like the opposite of the 90-day rule that women have, right? Where it's like, don't have sex with me for 90 days. We just need 90 to days. each other. Connect. A long I, time. I personally never um, adhered to that. I don't know. Uh, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you That's know, it's, like, it's the opposite, right? And I'm like, but is there some genius inside of his statement? Because I sort of maybe can see a possible potential place in which that could work. And I'm going to go ahead and shoot it to Iz because you ready. He has his hand raised. Yeah, he's he's terrible. But uh, yeah, he's as that nigga's he's wild. He's a dickhead. But I'll tell you this. I don't think that we should like the idea that you're saying you're going to hold out anything that your own desires with the idea that it's going to change somebody's ability to either accept you or really enjoy you. That's not mm-hmm. how men work. Uh, I don't want to be. That's not what he's saying. It's the opposite. I mean, like, okay. So a standard 90 day rule is the idea of building, of not doing anything physical like that so that you can see where somebody's mind really is. And if they really want to be with you, they wait that long. Right. His yeah. is, Oh, just let's have sex for the first 90 days and then see where it goes afterwards. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. Is that a dumbed down version of what? what I mean, he I feel like, yeah, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He just wouldn't let chicks out their pussy. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting pussy. He's getting so much pussy out here. There is so, for a three month lease. He, he just rented out so much pussy for free. Okay. Okay, go ahead, B-Tot. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Before I give my little thoughts. You want me to weigh in right now? Yeah. It sounded like all he said was, let's fuck for 90 days. And then let's decide if we're going to keep fucking or if we're going to be fucking and connecting deeper. That's and, exactly what it sounded like. And after 90 days, if we say that we don't want each other, it's not like I used you for pussy. We decided yeah. to fuck for the first right. 90 days. We made a commitment up front that this is we're not allowed to catch feelings <laughs> for 90 days in. He put a but bacon switch on his penis. This said. is like P90X. Okay. You're so working out the pussy that. for 90 days. And then you're like, I feel better. See you later. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is all I got to do? You just built the habit. This is all I got to do? Over. Send it back. Trial over? Yeah. So what about this perspective, right? Because a lot of times, and this is where this is where I was like, oh, okay, there might be some mad genius in this. When we first are like into somebody, a lot of that energy is usually sexual, right? It's like the sexual chemistry, it's the tension that, that's between us. Duh, 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 duh. And so we do the song and dance of dating to see usually what it is is that we women are allowing you men to talk yourselves out of the sex by showing us some shit. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> the sex that we actually <laughs> want to have with you, right? And so I can see he's that. kind of saying, like, let's honor that we both want to engage with each other sexually, honor that connection because there can be beauty in in mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a lovely sexual 
connection and exchange, yes. right? Yeah. And then now that we've gotten that out of our systems, it's like when they say masturbate before you go on a date, right? So you get your head clear. So it's like we got that's, it out of our system. That's, yeah, but now, then I'm sleepy. <laughs> yeah. You better be exhausted on this date. Want, <laughs> no. Don't take me to the movies. I'm good here. I can't. You're be pissed. Do that before That's a date. Worst. Before yeah. a date, we go to a you movie. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna be snoring. You know what that means after the date? That means you're you getting long dick for a while. Listen, you guys need better health. Ninety days is a while though. <laughs> I'm afraid, like, off of one fucking ejaculation. There's, there's nothing anyway. wrong with that, but like, what if, what if we commit to ninety days, but I realized I, you know, I just wanted the first two, and now she's expecting eighty-eight days more of sex. She's like, "Oh, at least I get three months of dick. I've got that on my calendar. I don't have to look for new dick for at least until February." And then I'm like, "Yeah, it but- depends, okay, though. How are these encounters happening?" Second thing, though, he is also polyamorous, so okay. there is no expectation oh, right, of right, exclusivity. Right. For right. him, so maybe that is probably why this well, would work uh, a little better. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. These, how are these sexual encounters happening? Like, is it we're just hitting each other up? Like, yo, you free tonight? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Smashing? I don't. I don't. I, don't I mean, because I think I that takes a lot. Right? Like, actively fucking the same person every day, though. Maybe like, let's hang out for a few yeah, days. Definitely, my father's And then, <laughs> definitely, my father's ghost. I see you out there, Mister Mitchell. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so maybe it's just like over the course of 90 days, not, oh, we're having sex every day for 90 days just with each other, but over the course of 90 days, as we are exploring connections with each other and other people, we don't make creating a commitment the priority in the first 90 days. We just honor the thing that more than likely brought us together, which was the sexual chemistry. Yeah. Sign me up. Easy. Uh, I feel like not, I've been operating off of that principle my whole life. But, I just didn't call it that. <laughs> the thing is, though, depending oh. on the person, like me, who has no emotional connection to sex, is not sex is not enough for me to stay with you or even want to Bingo. be with you. Sex is just sex for me. Like, boom, okay, I nutted. Depending on whose apartment we're at, who's leaving right now? Like, right. I have... There's, there's been situations that I have never even seen a person outside of my home, like ever. It just was so good at us doing what we were doing. Like, yo, you coming through? Yeah. Or hit me up. You coming? Yo, you, you want some company? Absolutely. No wasted time. Come over, knock it out and dip. And that was just it. And it was never going to be anything more than that. And we both understood that. And we had no issue with that. And I was never going to see that person as anything more than that means so to how end. do you cross the threshold from somebody that you are sexually active with to somebody that you have an emotional connection with? I've never, I don't think I've ever done it that way. I've, I've had to always build on the emotional side first. And even though, even I don't believe that we have to wait a certain amount of time to have sex, but I've always just like, all right, let me see where it's at. And I've never been the one to push, uh, I think that that's never for a dude to do. It should, especially on the just learning part, men can be so very aggressive. And it's a scary place for a woman getting to know somebody and then having to deal with the fears that come along with that, especially with how hyper-aggressive and rapey men can be. Uh, I never am the one to approach. So as long as it takes for me to actually get to know you, I, I enjoy getting to know people. You can have hella fun getting to know somebody. And from that, it'll tell you what you really want to do with them. 
I've never, I've never got, I've been in a relationship twice where it's like, oh, this is not going to be real. And you know what? Broke up with them. Two weeks. Two weeks tops. That's oh, all yeah, I need. Say, yeah. Two That's weeks That's all tops. I need. Two weeks. Like, we, we want to start dating? All right. Let's go. Hang out a couple times and go, yeah. <laughs> is dating a commitment though? Or is that just like, me, I like because you I and I'd like to see I can't dedicate with so much energy to other people. So I'm only doing it with one person at a time. Mm, okay. uh, just because I, I can't fully dedicate that much energy to anybody. That's why I think it's it was so much easier for me to cheat because cheating was just sex and sex is not something that takes so much of my actual energy from me. It just was like, yo, let me get this out of the way and then I go back and I could go spend the rest of my day chilling and never even think about the fact that I just cheated and who I cheated with. It just would never cross my mind. Like It was just one thing to get to the other. To the other. A little bit. I would say a sociopath more Maybe because I don't have, yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. I have sociopathic tendencies without a doubt. I think juggling is a sacred art form and one must learn how to keep multiple balls in the air at once. Don't do it with that hand movement. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. It felt very real. Felt no. real. <laughs> I'm good on that. I, I'm good on that. <laughs> like in the, in the dating app age that we're in now, like, I first of all, ninety days is way too long. All I need is two weeks to figure out if we're gonna do this for something more serious or not. Yeah. Two weeks because this like I already know pretty much within the first like we'll call it three days if I'm just trying to fuck you or if I'm actually trying to like respectfully date you and build a connection with you. And that's just because that's modern day eating. And that's that's I feel like that's men period, right? Like I already know just from how you respond and how you how you come across if you are just going to be play or if you are going to be something that's a little more serious, right? Because yeah. like it, it just doesn't take me that long. I've, I've I've always held it to two weeks. I know exactly if we have potential to grow. If you're going to keep me interested, like there's got to be a certain level of intellect there to kind of keep me around. If it's going to be something longer than that two weeks, if it's not, then I'm just I'm just basically pressing the right combination to open up the vault of good times. And then I'm disappearing back into my cave. So I have a question, a follow-up question to both of you. Describe a woman from the past, not anybody, let's maybe six years back or later. So nobody within the last six years, just to, you know, Oof, okay. Respect your folks, okay? Sure, sure. Um, who you ended up, <laughs> who you ended up releasing within fourteen days? Like, what was it that you saw in her or didn't see in her that was like, you know what? It's a no. Hmm. It's been way longer than six years for me since I've done anything like that. But oh, it's, good for it's, you. Listen, <laughs> yeah. No, for a while I was just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta just stop. Uh, but it's been way longer. It's been at least like almost 15 years, 10, 15 years since I've done anything that nuts. But that's also because I started trying to like find quality versus okay. the quantity. So okay. I, after a while, like even before I fully matured and started going to therapy to figure this shit out, I was like, okay, like pussy is very easy to get. Like there's no need to like go this hard for it because it's always going to be there and it's, it doesn't cost a thing. Um, but when it was at those lower moments, it was always like, I know what I don't tolerate and what's, what annoys me. We were talking about, uh, oh, deal breakers, deal, deal breakers. breakers. 
and the list it's just it sometimes doesn't have but does. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. You know, what's crazy is I don't yeah, really. Have, I don't have any deal breakers because I don't. I think it's Bullshit. an individual. Like you never been around a person that just irritates you. Yeah. All right, it doesn't always have to be something. You just like, oh, I don't like this person. Sometimes the energy. Sometimes it's like that for for discovering relationship stuff. I realize I don't like this person, and in those instances, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bad story. Go ahead, B Todd. Please come with something <laughs> my, better. This ain't say shit. So come on with my bad juice. So run it by me one more time. It, it's six years or longer. I mean, that was just a time frame. Like, okay, you know, just to you, be respectful. Yes, like of anybody you've recently maybe done dated, done that. That too. I just like was yes. it was in From and out. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, what, was she, what was she like? What did you didn't like about her? There's a certain level of clinginess that's just annoying as fuck. And so if we are just in the beginning stages of talking and you are constantly asking where I'm at and all sorts of stuff, bye. I remember there's one girl came out of the blue to hit me up and we had like, we had hooked up in the past and she's like, Hey, do you remember me? Are you still available? I was like, yeah. And like, she was like, all right, well, she came very clean about it. Like I would just like to keep this open and we can just kind of keep each other company on certain nights. Nothing really more than that. I said, okay, cool. Okay, this is a that. non-committal okay. 90 day fiance. You know what I mean? 90 day exchange. <laughs> Not 90 day fiance. She comes okay. over that night. Ping, ping, pow. Next day. Sounds hey, can trash. I come over again? I was like, I was like, well, no, you know what I mean? Again, to me, that's where it stops. If I say no, that's where it stops. Well, then all of a sudden it came in, well, why not? Why are you busy? What are you doing? And I was like, the fuck? It, it does not matter what I'm doing. This is my time, and you're asking me, can you come over? No. And so what? You're going to bully me into fucking you now because you want some? Like You, I, gave, her, you gave her that boyfriend dick. You wasn't supposed to do that. Don't fall you in love. Supposed, you were not you supposed just to give her the Listen. Ladies, I'm cutting beats out off, but there's different levels of there are different levels of penis that we give out. All right? Pita fucked up and gave her boyfriend dick. Boyfriend quality dick will make a girl go become a little bit more needy because you, you did something. You touched an emotional part of her cervix when you did that. You weren't supposed to do that. You were supposed to give her the, the little bada bing. You gave her the big bada bing. Yeah. I, I, I broke the high score. Yeah. See, yeah. that's what you fucked up. Yeah. He's supposed to give her the, you're supposed to give her the, that wasn't so bad. I could do it again. You gave her the whoo, whoo. Nah, you don't give that whoo out to just anybody. I think I was just, I'm an artist and I feel really expressive in all of my exchanges. Yeah. So I want each one to have an organic experience. And I felt like that's where they get it confused. Yeah, that's what you fucked up. Because they thought I was giving a Michelangelo dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, you did. Really, yeah. I was just trying to give you like Papa John's. You know, just quick serve in and out. <laughs> not, <I'll>, yeah, <laughs> just to clarify, we mean Shaq's version of Papa John's, not <laughs> racist. Nigger, Papa nigger, John, nigger, yeah. nigger, 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 nigger. Oh, my very God. Clean that one up. And that was is saying that word, not be Todd, by the way. Just so thank you very much. Tell. They'll never know. If you're listening, if you're listening, it will always be Israel. Okay. Yo, ten years later, beats out is up for Oscar. They're like, "Roy, that time he's a nigger, nigger, nigger." It wasn't me. It wasn't me. 
There is only one acting job where I was paid to do that, and that was like in the very beginning of my career. And oh my God. I'll, I'll be absolutely look. You can go find it out there. I can't hide anything about it. No, no, it's cool. Coke oh Daniels. God. It was the Coke Daniels film, and it was with uh, Devin the Dude and Lil Duval. And Lil Duval came out there, and we were doing rehearsal. And they said, "Okay, let's run the rehearsal action." And when it came to that word, I just didn't say it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't say it because there's no need. Like, when we get the camera rolling, I'll do exactly what you paid me to do. I promise. Lil Duval laid into me, made a whole gig out of it out on set, just like roasting me about it. No, go ahead, say it. You know you love to say it. <laughs> so we did it. I can tell you it's, it became such a, it gave me so much anxiety just living through that experience and just having like the friendships and the deep connections that I have with multitudes of people that that certifiably became the first and last time I will ever uh, be paid to, to do that. Um, And all my managers and agents know it. I was like, no racist. That's just, that's just my thing. I know I look like a skinhead, but I don't, I don't play those. Um, it's a weird industry, man. It's a weird industry. You don't look like a skinhead, but they definitely could have got you into American History X. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> he fucked that shit up. He fucked that shit up. I mean, not for nothing, but it's it's 2021, and apparently now all people see me is as is as racist cops. So. Yo, if you if you're white and tall and you're bald and have a beard, it's over, bro. <laughs> like, yep. It's yeah. over for the tall, white, bald man. That I have one rap. of those tiki torches with the citronella coming rap. out of it. You know, Charlottesville. Well, that, oh no! <laughs> I was, you know what? I almost went into the Where chat. Where are we going? Where are we going? Anyways, this has been our what segment on Todd is not a racist. <laughs> now back to you in the studio, guys. What the hell was the question? Oh, the 90 day. Good night. Um, So the general consensus is that y'all aren't even giving 90 days. 14 is your max. If you you want to have sex, just have sex. Yeah. If you want to have sex, just have sex. Like, we don't have to put titles to it. Let's just like, hey, I find you attractive. I think I want to get to know you, but I I know that I want to have sex with you. I feel like that's what he's saying. Nah, yeah. he's bullshitting. He's, he's I don't know. I don't know. Nah, he's getting know. mad cheeks off of just the swindle, the mind I swindle. I mean, he is, but he's he open about that. He's polyamorous. So the thing yeah, is, like, everyone knows that they are not the only one. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, but, but look, saying, I'll give you 90 days of dick. Like, I can't promise you it'll be every day because look at this roster of clientele that I have right now. Not they also clientele. have signed up for the 90-day package. So, mm-hmm. you know, now listen, a slot now. could open up for you because I could stop it with them before we get to that 90 days, right? But I'm just letting you know. But it and will be got clean. other packages. You got the PPP, that pre-packed that. penis. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm regretting having said the man's name on the show now. No, no, no. I, shit. <laughs> I might need you to blub that out. The tired. fanny pack? Oh, no, no. We don't, we don't edit this show. <laughs> it's raw. We're the giving it to pack? you raw. No condom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Okay, <laughs> What do you have for us? <laughs> All right. Uh, are we sure that we want to hear what I have to say today after all this? 
Of course we are. No, but, you know, we're going to rock with you anyways. Thank you. Well, guys, I feel like Iz and I have held it down for toxic males for the last four weeks. And uh, I think it's time to flip it over to the ladies. And I wanted to have a discussion about what is toxic femininity. And so I've Mm. compiled a short list. I'm going to start with what medical news today says are the classic traits of a toxic man. Medical want news you to today? This medical is a reliable news today. source? Well, it is on the interwebs. <laughs> so, and, well. Yeah. I cited my sources. You can go check it for yourself. Okay? I'm not just making this up. All right. Toxic male. Using or threatening violence. The need to control others. Acting aggressively. Isolation, that's a weird one for me. Wait, this uh, is toxic male or toxic These are toxic female? males because I want to I want to <laughs> oh, okay. frame it against toxic males, right? Because I want to see if this if this checks over or if we need a different list. Low empathy is another trait. Um, entitlement. And then it says chauvinism and sex, using sex as like a weapon or just using the power of sex over women, or it says weaker males. Um, so that's your, those are your toxic male traits, okay? I, however, have come up with my own list from Todd's news today for toxic femininity. And you guys can feel free to agree or disagree. Withholding sex. It's list number one. Mothering your partner. Okay? Belittling your partner. Because Iyanla says mothers destroy sons, and we believe her. The need to control, the need to know everything about what you got going on. Clicking your nails and sucking your teeth. It's toxic as shit to me. <laughs> telling everybody <laughs> our goddamn business. That's another toxic trait. Why are you telling all your friends about what we got going on in-house? And then turning your man against his family and or friends. This sounds hella personal, bro. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, that's my, no little, answer. that's my little list. I wanted to see, uh, feel free to add on to that list or disagree. But I just wanted to say, do toxic females exist? First and foremost, how nails and sucking teeth are toxic. Because what you're not about to do, I want you to make sure. Are you looking in the camera here? Okay, you see these nails, number Mm -hmm. one. And number Mm -hmm. two, sucking teeth. That's not even, that's cultural. That's Mm -hmm. almost being a racist by putting that on the list. Um, (laughs) You know, far be it from the white guy, but I don't think that's racist. If it's annoying as fuck. <laughs> Listen, not only is it cultural, like as a black American, but like Jamaicans suck our teeth at everything. You're it's Jamaican? A, yes. Yeah, that's, so, that's, uh, that's it's cultural like, for them. I'm like, I can't even, I'm trying to figure out how to make me toxic. That's just it's, conversational. Like, that's just, hey, sucking teeth is a Jamaican staple, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, my, yo, my little, my baby brother is half Jamaican, and my father raised him, so he didn't even know his father. He accepts my father as his father. He didn't even find out he was Jamaican until he was like twelve. This motherfucker had been straight his whole life. 
That shit is in his DNA. This is what I'm saying. This is why I'm saying borderline racist with that one. So I'm going to need it to respectfully be removed from the list. Jamaicans aren't a race. <laughs> they are <laughs> Jamaicans are not a race. <laughs> Is it culturalist? Yeah. Well, you, you, know you can nail me I'm, for that one. Well, guess what? I'm being toxic. So what? There it is. So Bam. please remove it from the list. The nails are going. Be Here it is. Yo, you you click or tap your nails in my direction to get my attention. It's the what same thing the, as you like you snapping mean? your fingers you, to get that like shit. Yes. Yeah. 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 Girls do that to get attention. Like, excuse me. Right, that shit is aggravating as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as somebody stabbing at me. So, like, if I'm same a server, back when I was a server at a table, right? That's you funny. snap your fucking fingers to get me to call oh, me over. Yeah, that's, that's disrespectful oh, that's as shit. Worst. So, yeah. think along those lines, okay? I love. I've never all done this. Okay. Jamaican this I can't relate out to. There, so. I can't relate to this because you're not a bird. That is a full on bird move right there, and it's really aggravating and, and yeah. annoying for somebody. Yeah, I don't even clap their nails at you. And because it's always done either right at your ear or in it, front it is of your meant face to press prior. a button. It is yeah. meant to be a good It is done purposely okay. to push yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. My request is taking sucking teeth off the list, though. Okay, it's off. Okay. But if you Thank suck you. your teeth at me, I will have a problem with you. It's I just not listed it. as a toxic feminine trait. <laughs> Fair enough. It was like Kristen Bale know said. I'm doing it. If, do you have a problem with me? If so, do you have my number? If not, then you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. If someone sucks their teeth at me, you better know me on a really personal level. Okay. Well, I'll but, do my best. But yeah. I will I will ask you, oh, are you Jamaican? And they'll be like, yes. I'm like, ah, right, carry on. My apologies. <laughs> I was almost offended on. by what I you did. I forgot. That's <laughs> part of your language. <laughs> So what is toxic femininity <laughs> to you guys? That's what I want to know. What is toxic femininity to you? I I think you should definitely go first on answering that. Please. Without a doubt. Please. Okay. Um can you read the list one more time? My list or yeah. medical news today? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> medical news today. I feel like I got caught Some up on the in their basement. Nails. I, Some I, motherfucker I in their basement writing up lists uh, to my medical right, news today. So this is B Todd's list for toxic femininity. Once again, withholding sex, mothering your partner, or we can call that helicoptering. Okay. Mm. You needing to tell me everything to do and how to do it specifically and when I'm going to be where, whatever belittling so chastising if you're trying to emasculate me that's really what that is mm-hmm. uh the need to constantly control everything mm-hmm. need to know everything like there's a certain line of good communication there's a certain line that oversteps that where if you need to check in on all my whereabouts and daily activities um clicking your nails but not sucking your teeth <laughs> uh Telling everybody our goddamn business. I wrote mm-hmm. that one in italics. And it, uh, it felt impactful when you said it also. Mm-hmm. Like there was a little something behind it. Because okay. I just don't feel like, I mean, this goes for men and women, but I don't feel like your personal shit, like in your relationship, is anybody's business but y'all's shit. Right? Yeah. Like if you constantly have to take that shit outside, get out of the relationship and then you can go take that shit to a new man or Although a new partner. You do, right? like, you, do, you do need a touchstone to have. 
something you can vent out to. Because sometimes you can't vent out to. I mean, I agree. But if you are constantly tainting the perception of your partner to all your friends and family, that is her support group. And now she has poisoned the well against you. There's no way for you to survive that. And you're constantly putting yourself in a position where you're going to have to be defending yourself. You're going to feel like people are judging you. And like, it's just, it's never going to be good grounds for a relationship to foster and develop. Um, but turning you against your family and friends is another one. Any, anytime, uh, someone pits their man against like friends, family, you know, starts whispering in your ear. Um, especially when they're people like, if you have a healthy support system, healthy friends and family, I think there's a difference. Um, a very clear difference in knowing when, you have someone's best interest at heart and like you're trying to help them versus like trying to taint them against their own support system. Mm-hmm. Is that the list? Anything That's else? my list, but okay. make your own. So I think I, <laughs> <laughs> no need, no need. Um, I definitely think that there's most of the things on your list. I agree with, I can't remember specifically which one I didn't. Um, I definitely think over aggressiveness in general, I think it's toxic on both levels, but Mm -hmm. I really, really hate seeing it with women who know that they are with men or they're doing it to men who will not do anything to them. So don't like getting violent with men on abusive with men who, you know, are not going to return that same energy. And so you kind of just, it's like, maybe it's your way of blowing off steam, but it's toxic as fuck. And it really puts, it's like you trying to set him up for the okie doke. Because the minute that he like even tries to grab you to restrain you, you want to call the cops or some shit. That, I don't fuck with that. Um, Some of the things that you said to me just amount to just being disrespectful in general. And we already talked about disrespect, deal breaker. It's not a good look. So that definitely toxic. Um, The controlling thing. Um, that can be a little bit of insecurity versus toxicity, depending on how it's done. So mm. I think that one is a uh, is up in the air. And um, mm, mm. is insecurity the root of that, and that is the symptom, or sometimes you... yes. Okay. Other times it is just simply like there, there are people you know, I'm on both sides. Sometimes it's a power play, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm just going to keep you in check, keep you in line. You got to tell me what da, 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 so that they can go and, I don't know, brag to their friends. Oh, you notice they could be checking in all the time. So. Right. <laughs> he can't go nowhere without me knowing what he's doing. Like, it's a power play. It's not even because it's making you feel more secure or stable because there was a broken trust because he cheated like is was talking about earlier you know so though in that case like it can be insecure or it can be toxic i think um depending on the root cause and that's why i'm gonna pause because i can't think of anything else right now Mm -hmm. uh the big one for me was the withholding sex right because anyone has the right to choose when they want to have sex but if you're doing it as a punishment, then you're just being extremely toxic. Like, it is so trippy because you don't have to have sex with me just because I'm your man. But if you're if you're saying, hey, I won't have sex with you, if you unless you do these things, you're wilding. You're wilding because I'm definitely going to fuck your sister. Whoop. You're, you're out of control with that. Whoop. 
Boop, How boop. you bring the toxic male when we're just trying to have a nice toxic female conversation? Sometimes it sometimes <laughs> it forces an issue. Sometimes it turns a, a, a person who is a uh, <laughs> just a safe person into a toxic person just by your behaviors. That, that's me. I'm, I'm not suggesting anybody else go out there and fuck people's sisters, but uh, that's how I would feel. Like, how dare you? Like, did, like I don't like that idea, and I I have gone to therapy over like my issues with like my mother issues. So the whole motherly thing, the overbearing, let me know. I still deal with issues with that to this day. And I don't like the idea of someone trying to control me on any platform of my life. It's just not something I'm I'm into. Right. I have authority issues. <laughs> I just I personally can't deal with that at all. Um but sometimes it's not built in toxicity. Sometimes it's just built in I had learned that somebody can actively really love you and that's how they show their love. By asking those questions like, hey, did you get there safely? You okay? Let me know. And even though it still would agitate me, it's done out of love and not out of a need for understanding and controlling where you are and how long you're there. Right. And it can be a little mix. You have to learn how to balance it, but it's not always done with the idea of being toxic in mind. Um, you had a couple other things. I'm definitely not with the putting your hands on me. Uh, and like Mr. TG was saying, there's a lot of women, unfortunately, that abuse the fact that a dude won't put their hands back on them and continue to go on. And that's really what warped my thinking when it came to like defending myself physically. I would never put my hands on a woman out of frustration, out of defense. Though I'm punching kneecaps out of the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not aiming for them. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't oh, believe yeah. in hit. I don't believe in hitting women at all. But if you have to hit a like if you have to defend yourself, swing for the legs. I'm stepping on that big toe. Yeah, that big toe and them thighs. That yeah. quad meat is gonna be gone. Or I'm punching, punching you quad as hard as I can. I'm pinching you under the, the underside yes. of your arm. Just find the most. And then I'm running place. because you definitely hit somebody <laughs> after that. <Right>. <laughs> I've legit seen. I was in a corner store once. I legit see this guy like him and his girl arguing. She's grabbing at him, breaking his chain, ripping his shirt, and all he's doing is trying to grab her arms. And he's like, "Babe, chill, chill." And she just kept standing on that. And that's when I was like, I I watched it because I was wanted to jump to the defense of the woman. Should he try to OD back? Because he's a man. He's Definitely was going to be strong. He's much bigger than her. But he wasn't trying to do nothing but stop her from hitting him. And after watching that for like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I would have hit her in the leg already. That's what made me go, oh, you got to start. Like, you have to be able to defend yourself too. You can't just be scratching me up in my face and punching me in the face and think that it's okay because you're a woman. That's not okay. Pain is not something that is just disappears because I was born a man. Shit hurts. It don't care how small your little fists are. Right. It hurts to get hit in the face. That shit hurts. I got nerve endings and pain sensors just like everybody else. My muscles do not dictate the fact that that shit, it does not change because of that. So I definitely am not down with that. I think there is a level. No, am I going to hear you and what you're trying to say if you're being physical with me? No. Oh, period. I, I don't even like to argue. I don't even like to scream argue. I understand that we will have disagreements. I understand that we're not always going to be on the same page and everything, but don't scream at me. I don't right. even like that as a means of trying to show that you're bigger and that you're stronger and you're ready. Ah, let's talk. Because that screaming shit, if it was ever a dude talking to me like that, I'd break his jaw any minute. It would not It would not take much of anything to put me in a position to want to really hurt somebody for that. I, I, it's rough. That's weird because I never – the thing is I don't think we even as a culture discuss toxic women. I think toxicity is always aimed at men even when we go like, oh, that's a toxic relationship. 
we're probably talking about the man in the relationship for the most part. So just the idea of even thinking about toxic femininity is, is, uh, is wow, it's eye-opening. I just thought about the ones who like push you in your forehead when they're no. talking to oh, you that, as no, well. No, 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 that do. No, no, no. Yeah. No. My forehead coming back, snap back. You saw Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Remember what happened to Homeboy's arm in Rookie of the Year? Bow! I'll break your whole he, shit by accident. He was purpose. an amazing pitcher after that. Mm-hmm. I heat up the ice cubes. Oh my God. Miss CT, did you ever push my forehead like that? Me? I'm no. asking. Me? No. Me? <laughs> no, she's, she's definitely done some thumping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boop. Yeah. You punk bitch. Right. No. I'm not. No. Like the ground floor elevator button. Cause, I mean, because to me, it. that's just like the the amount of dis, uh, the, the lack of respect. I, I don't even know how to sit. Like, I would have to have like so little respect for you to even be able to treat you in that manner. And I don't really engage with people that I don't respect um, yeah. enough that they would get me to a point where I'm trying to bloop them on the forehead. Like it just, mm-mm, mm-mm. if I don't respect you, you're not even in my energy in my space. So I respect no. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I always feel, feel bad for the guy. You know, like when you see that couple where it's like the really, really big girl, but the beanpole guy, you know what I mean? Like the terribly like, like 90 pound dude. String bean. I always feel for him. I always feel like, you know, he's, he's held hostage to some point. I what feel like mean? he's. They, yeah. Listen, some of them skinny guys be loving their BBWs. It's mean? true, but I, I can tell you which one holds the authority in that relationship. You never know. The one you who's the higher know. weight class. That is Jesus that is sizest time. Perhaps. But that's just the world we live in. <laughs> that, is, that is not necessarily the case. Coming to the ring at 300 and you can't tell me you don't, you don't look at that skinny dude and you're like, you all right, buddy? You good? Just and he looked back at you. He's like, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. She told me not to talk to nobody. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all ain't just right. a pain in his eyes. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yes, we're CTG. Get out. No, 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 Ah, we're saving the world. Uh, skinny ninety minutes at a time. Skinny people are hilarious. Yeah, so, they always seem to be the same height too. It's fucking weird. What? What? I'm really, really told. Because I started. I, the same height. I just started going through my mind and like They're just seeing like no, no, skinny people that are in relationships with big girls. They're always like five oh, nine. Yeah. Yeah, they always look the same. They always look like the same person. Anytime you see a really skinny dude with a bigger woman, they look like the last skinny dude with a big one. Yep, yep. I'm pretty sure it's just the same person. We just started taking fingerprints. It's just Reggie Miller running around out here. I'm done. I am done. I cannot even. Um, So, follow up question then. Do you think that there is a solution to toxic femininity and masculinity? Yeah. Six, I think it started with what we discussed from the, from the very first topic and just engaging in a successful relationship and teaching outward from that. Mm-hmm. Starting with in home with ourselves, 
if we have children and just showing them what it really means to have a respectful relationship that has balance, that is a partnership and not just a singular form of dictatorship within that relationship. And then it just builds out. It's the same thing how we can successfully fix most of the shit in this piece of shit country that we have. And it is just starting at home, right? If if I had to learn the hard way, I had to grow up, go through a whole bunch of terrible situations that I put myself into, and then go to therapy to discover I'm a part of a lot of the bullshit I do, but it's because of the my parentage. Right. If I had maybe seen that from the beginning, I would understand, possibly could understand a little bit better and have done better from the beginning. Now, having gone through everything, I know that I can lead a successful relationship, even through the fights and arguments. I know I can lead a successful relationship and I could teach my children to do the same thing. And hopefully it just carries on through that and we just keep it going and we just continue to teach outward. I think toxicity is a symptom and I think it stems from like we said earlier, uh, various forms of insecurity and the lack of self-understanding and self-love. Um, yeah. Because I just don't think you know how to bring your best self to a, a relationship if you don't know how your traumas have affected you. And like, just for the record, like you could have been raised in a perfectly healthy situation your entire life and still have the genetic and generational trauma passed on to you from either your grandparents' generation or so forth, and even before that, right? Because, like, there's been studies that trauma is not cannot only be shared communally, but it can be passed on genetically and generationally. So if you don't understand how you were formed... I don't think it's going to be the easiest going into a relationship unless you have those tools. So I feel like toxicity is from that, that imbalance. I feel like toxicity is projection of you forcing on the world what you kind of experience and you're going to be the bully first so that nobody can bully you. Um, so yeah, I think toxicity can be cured, but I also think there's a window of when toxicity settles in and becomes concrete and is no longer curable. Hmm. Well, you know, I would like to, I, I, I agree that it definitely can be resolved. I don't agree that there's a window because I think that the part of that solution is really just doing that self-work, you know, that emotional development, that personal development. And there's no time limit on that. You know, like I know women who are in their upper 50s and 60s who just now have started, you know, working with a life coach or taking, you know, starting to develop relationships with other women or starting the journey of loving themselves. So I don't think there's ever like a time limit on that. Um, it's harder when it's more like if you've been uh, the way you've been for 50 plus years, it's a lot harder to shift that than if you started in your 20s, right? Because I was thinking, about the list. And I'm like, one thing that I, I have to acknowledge is like, I definitely used to be like sort of emasculating in the way when I was angry, how I would talk to my ex, like he would be anything, but everything but a child of God, basically, you know, like when I was upset, like I would go off, I have this to say, that to say, like, woo, I could come with it. But now while I know that it's there, like it is so difficult for me to even access the level of anger or whatever that thing was that brought me to the space of 
being able to speak to anybody like that, like my first instinct is to acknowledge like, okay, so right now, whatever you said, it makes me feel this way. It's, it comes back to me before I ever have to like shoot it back out at them. And that is because I've done the work, right? To be myself, be accountable to myself first, right? And to look at myself first. And so, um, yeah. And, and I know that that was resolved through me doing my personal development work, having a coach, all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's my answer. That's my response. Um, Hot take, but I think, I think ladies, if, if you feel like you have to raise and mother your man, you should just go ahead and toss them back and just go, go, go find one that's already got those skill sets that you're looking for. Cause I do, out I, there, I do believe that men mature at different rates. Like is, and I have touched on in many different ways, but like you can, you can get rid of the toxicity. You can learn and develop, but there's also a, a maturity that needs to take place for each and every man as well. And my advice to ladies is like, don't, don't mother or raise your man. Like toss that one back and let him go through life a little bit, but find you a man who already has that and is going to do that. Cause like, that's just going to be, it's just, it's just never going to be what you want it to be. And there's got to be a balance there. And that's already out of balance. I feel like if you have to do that, cause that's, you can't, you can't love in that form. If your partner is your mother, you know, like that's some real Oedipus complex shit. Can't be Captain Save a Joe. <sighs> I love it. Israel's laughing. You're on mute, Is. So sorry. I, I, I laughed like four times. And I, I was saying, like, like, wow, he's. Like, Let me put this on mute. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's just a lot to take in. I think I'm. Um, there was something that Bita was saying that I didn't totally agree with. And now I'm completely like brain farting on it. You just said it too. And I was like, mm. not that. I was also writing down some notes. Uh, I don't know. I just think for the, for the motherly thing, like feel free if that's your relationship style though. I think that's what it was when you was like, Oh, if you have to raise them, some relationships work well with that partnership. With the woman being that's some that's just how some some people's a uh, little I don't I don't want to call it a fetish but that's their love language that's the way that they want to yeah. proceed and in that instance do as you feel in all of these things honestly we're here to tell tell you how we feel about shit and we are by no means the rule and the standard hell no. we should be <laughs> but, but we are the gold standard of these things we should be without a doubt if y'all listening to this y'all understand why y'all listening right it's because we're the shit. <laughs> Just realize that. It's been but, verified. Uh, with, with respect to everybody's individual love language, uh, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Just speak to that shit ahead of time because don't try to mother me thinking that I want to be with that shit because I, I, I don't. I have respect for the women who did attempt to do that, and I also apologize to them because like, it, it just was never your job or your role to do that. You know what Sometimes I mean? it's culturally too. I... I was I was raised Puerto Rican. I was raised I was raised in foster care, and my foster my first foster family was Hispanic. And in that culture, and I don't try not to speak for everybody in that Puerto Rican household, though, it was definitely the women are supposed to be the 
you come home, you cook, you clean, you iron, you do everything for your man. And that's how they even raise their daughter. This is what you're supposed to be doing from jump. And I, I think that's a very toxic thing to even bring in, right? To even say that there's so many gender specific rules that you have to have that no one will love you if you can't do these things. Right. And you're supposed to be on that side. And then right. on the consequently, the man don't do shit. <laughs> like they, they just didn't do anything. They, right. They work and they come home, they get their little cerveza, and that was it. Drink your beer and you go back to work the next day. It's weird. Culturally speaking, there's definitely, like, I know, flipped my mind, but this one friend of mine was dating this Russian girl, and it was like she was straight out of 1954. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you. all that was missing was like the crock pot and the apron and the heels. You know what I mean? But it, there were so many things that were like, wow, that is a, a very subservient role she is in that relationship. And for me, I just wouldn't be attracted to that. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain level of over service and like to a point where I got, I, I desire to look at my partner in equal footing. You know what I mean? Like that's why I call like my woman, my partner, because like it's a 50, 50 thing. And if I just have you like underneath me and like scooting the chair up as soon as I sit down or like, you know, if, if it's just purely these gender roles and we don't have like a mutual respect for one another, um, then I just kind of, that's, that's not for me, but not to say that's not for other people. And like I said all the time, like different cultures have different expectations and different desires as well. So I'm not, I'm not going to put my wishes and thoughts on anybody else's situation, but you know, it's not me. I'm not looking for a mama. I'm not looking for my All right. I'm not. I'm, not. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. With that being said, though, how do we feel about today's discussion? Might be one of the best ones yet. <laughs> we say that every episode. <laughs> you know why? Because we get better with time, baby. I mean, I feel like, like we're why? Just, we just, you know what just, I learned today? <laughs> You know what I learned today? <laughs> I learned that I should have gone 88, 89 days longer into some of these hookups to see if we really had something. Not 88 and 89. You yeah. stopped on day two? Yeah. Well, it's too Sometimes much. Sometimes you stopped at day half of one. If I was okay. willing to give it 90 days of solid fucking, maybe we could have been something. But Or maybe... It's like going to the gym, you know, like you have a two, you go fucking full hard, full body workout, and then you're sore the next day, and then you don't go back to the gym, and you're like, that's me giving up working out. But if you had worked out through that, oh, man. Who knows what would have been available. You'd be awesome. Okay. Okay. So so let's start with, with what we learned today by our topics. So the first topic we, the first topic we talked about was, uh, can a relationship, or the first question that we asked was, can a relationship survive uh, after someone is cheated? Vita, what did you learn from that? I learned it's um, it's not my place to say if it's going to work out or not. If what if it makes if it truly makes you happy and that relationship makes you happy, God bless. Okay. 
if the relationship truly makes you happy. Yeah, if the relationship truly makes you happy, go for it. Sorry, it looks like I lost connection for a second. Um, oh. It's not for me. It, I, yes, you can survive. For yeah. me, I'm, it, it, we're not going to, though. Yeah. Miss CTG? Um, I mean, really, just co-signing what Todd said, basically, it's stupid if you stay after cheating. That's it. <laughs> That's, that's what I learned is that if you stay after you got cheated on, you're a dummy, according to Beton. All right. Wow. And, and I've learned that this shit is hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say learn, but I, I definitely respect the opinions of, of my co-hosts and just understanding that to each his own. Uh, they have every right to feel that the way that they feel and, and the stupidity of it because they not finna be played and then turn turn back around and come back to it. And I, and I respect the fact that they that they feel that way. I mean, I've uh, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. That's why I, I say that now. You bought the t-shirt too? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I should have cheated. I should have lied. <laughs> Maybe I should have went out to the club. That was a good song. <laughs> the new 90-day rule. We know what B-Time is about that. I should have given him more. CTG, what did you learn from that conversation? Um, I learned that 90 days is too long. It should be capped at 14. But Bam. I still think sure. that there is value yes. in the perspective. And that's that. That's that. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've learned that you can get pussy pretty easy on these Instagram streets if you just tell them ahead of time that I'm good at fucking and let's fuck for 90 days and figure out if you actually want to date me after the fact. We'll still get you pussy. It will still work out for you. Don't be afraid to say what you mean from the very beginning. It don't have to be the first one. It can't be the second. They're all going to be dimes. Sometimes you have to throw the fish back. Not the fish. They can't all be prize winners. You can't all stand next to the ruler with one. Sometimes you got to throw it back. I mean, penis fodder. fodder. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all going to be champs. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> and God. The last thing we spoke on, uh, I think we all took something from, uh, was what is toxic femininity? Oh, so. Clicking those damn nails. See, well, you don't even you know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, Bita. You need to shut your fucking mouth because you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I also learned Jamaicans are a race today. Yeah. <laughs> the race of Jamaica. <laughs> the race of Jamaica. <laughs> that was my chat, Hanks. But it's not racist to, you know, try to do the accent on a Volkswagen commercial. Okay. As I've, I've been okay. sponsored by my co-hosts. That was there approved by those two people. <laughs> Those people over there. I didn't say um, that, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. I didn't say that shit. I didn't approve nothing. Jamaicans are crazy. If Chet Hanks can do it, Jamaicans are crazy. Um, I would say for the toxic number one, sucking your teeth is toxic femininity, unless you're a Jamaican, apparently. But also on the high end, that the solution to toxic femininity is loving yourself more, doing more self-work, self-awareness work, um, and getting a therapist, a life coach, or something in that realm, somebody to hold the mirror up for you so you can start to see yourself differently and stop cursing these jokers out. Please. 
Okay. That's for men and ladies out there. Remove your toxicity. Detox yourself, okay? Adjust that pH now. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I've learned that uh, that there is toxic femininity and that we can open our eyes to the idea of it. Uh, living in such a male-dominated society and world, we often take the the blunt of a lot of these attacks as well. And just recognize it's a, it's a, you know, it's a two-part thing. Uh, and it is finding that balance. It's funny what Mita said, but there's a balance to that. There's a balance to the positivity and there's balance to the negativity. And once you start understanding that you can live in the world or live your own freedom with balance and understanding. Beautiful. Yes. I have a bonus lesson. Go, Ooh, let's get it. I don't remember which topic this was in. But today, I also learned that there are men out here getting dick allowances mm. on the regular. And, and we they're celebrate not sugar them. babies. They are niggas from Harlem who wear silk shirts and oil, yeah. not cologne. Real <laughs> American heroes. They listen, they, listen, they listen to Curtis Mayfield, and they do what the fuck they want. Right? getting paid for his dick game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I wonder why I walk around the way I do. Spitting image of that motherfucker. <laughs> and there it is. Because he Hello. gets his dick allowance. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the Mansers podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Leave that five star review for us. Share us with your friends. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mansers Pod. We are the Toxic Podcast for a better tomorrow, and we will see you next week. You got to pay for this dick. Mm. $5 dick right here. 20 will get you the three pack. Oh, go ahead. PPP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free penis sterilization in between. I'm packing heat.